Anonymous asks, what to do if the following Atlas Shrugged passage resonates a lot with me and is painful? And the, the passage is three paragraphs. I haven't read them in advance. I'm going to read them out loud now. It is not any crime you have ever committed that infects your soul with permanent guilt. It is none of your failures, errors, or flaws, but the blank out by which you attempt to evade them. It is not any sort of original sin or unknown prenatal deficiency, but the knowledge and fact of your basic default, of suspending your mind, of refusing to think. Fear and guilt are your chronic emotions. They are real and you do deserve them, but they don't come from the superficial reasons you invent to disguise their cause. Not from your, quote, selfishness, weakness, or ignorance, but from a real and basic threat to your existence. Fear, because you have abandoned your weapon of survival. Guilt, because you know you have done it volitionally. The self you have betrayed is your mind. Self-esteem is reliance on one's power to think. The ego you seek, that essential you, which you cannot express or define, is not your emotions or inarticulate dreams, but your intellect, that judge of your supreme, supreme tribunal, whom you've impeached in order to drift at the mercy of any straight shyster you describe as your feeling. Then you drag yourself through a self-made night a d in a desperate quest for a nameless fire, moved by some fading vision of a dawn you had seen and lost. Okay, first of all, I think it's a misquote. Um, I think they added a paragraph break mid-paragraph. So the first two paragraphs were actually one paragraph. Other than that, I think it might be okay, but I just noticed that problem. So, yeah, the first two paragraphs are supposed to be one. And then the third paragraph is the second paragraph. But they look like complete paragraphs. It's from John Galt's speech in Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. So first I'm going to look at what was said like right before and after. So before that, it's talking about your actions are willed, you need self-esteem, people have causeless doubt and feelings of inferiority, you can't pronounce yourself irredeemably evil or you'll go insane or kill yourself. And it says, to fear to face an issue is to believe that the worst is true. I don't know about that, but it, you would at least believe something pretty bad is true. Like, certainly something below average. Because otherwise you'd be happy to face it, because odds are you'd get uh, something better than that. But you're, you're thinking that something particularly bad is true, so that's why you don't want to face it and find out. And afterwards, it's talking about persistence in mankind's mythologies. Of the legend about a paradise, like Atlantis or the Garden of Eden, which was in the past. And Galt says that that legend exists in the past, not of the race, but of each man. That somewhere in childhood, people learn to submit, to absorb the terror of unreason, and to doubt the value of their mind. But the paradise is yours for the taking because you still have your mind and you can start thinking okay so the person's question in particular 
was that the passage resonates with them and they find it painful. So they don't quite say why. So we have to do some guessing. So I think that they believe that they've done some blank out, some evasion. I think they know they've suspended their mind and refused to think about certain things. And that's why they feel bad. And they have fear and guilt uh, reasonably often. And they think that those are somewhat deserved and that they're for fundamental reasons. There's no quick fixes like donating to charity so that they're less selfish. And that's not going to solve their problem. So they feel like they've betrayed themselves. So what do you do about this? Start thinking. Stop refusing to think. Change what you do. So one of the situations could be that you don't want to do that. Like you're unwilling to even try to start thinking. You feel bad about it, but you still don't want to think. In that scenario, you could try to isolate your problems and your thinking from your life. So separate it, think about other people, other people's lives, abstract problems, stuff that is impersonal. If you focus on impersonal stuff and you don't connect it to your life, that might give you a way to think without hating it and hating yourself and so on. You know, you could give advice to other people, you could analyze other people's problems, stuff like that. So what else are options? You can try to introspect non-judgmentally, try to understand yourself and separate the understanding phase from the judging, the hating, the guilt, and the attempting to change. So step one, gather information. Step two, consider if you might want to make some changes, what they would be, how they would work, etc. Um, and focus just on the information gathering without beating yourself up about it. So that's another option if you could do that. So some people, they're willing to try to think they make some efforts to do it and they find that they still don't think very much. They follow their habits. Um, they forget to do this new thing. They just sort of revert to the status quo over and over. So like they planned to think, they intended to think, and then most of the time it didn't happen. And occasionally they remember and they do a little burst of thinking and then they sort of revert to normal. So if you have that kind of problem, what you need is a better understanding of your life. You need more information about what you do and why. Uh, to control your life, you need to know more than just, here's a new thing that I want to do that I want to add to my life. You need to know what are the things you already do and what role do they have in your life. So I've talked about this recently in two podcasts. One of them is introspecting about goals, and another one after that is weekly journaling. Another related podcast is motivation and laziness. So check out those podcasts and they may help you. Um, another very relevant podcast is how to learn philosophy. And also, if you go on my YouTube, you can find an overview of Fallible Ideas philosophy video. 
which is uh, it's introductory. So that, that'll help you with how to learn philosophy. It's not so much about the methods, but it gives you an introduction to what my ideas are and what some philosophy ideas are that you might agree with. You know, Popper plays a, a major role in my thinking, and uh, so does David Deutsch in particular. And also, so does objectivism. A lot of people are in bad situations objectively uh, regarding philosophy and thinking and that kind of thing. That is, that's normal, that's common. So another thing is to don't think you're the worst person out there. Don't think everyone else has their shit together, but you don't. Don't feel like uniquely bad. That would be unfair to yourself. A lot of people have similar or even worse problems. And on top of that, they have not discovered Atlas Shrugged. Passages like this would not resonate with them. They would just be in total denial. And so if, if objectivism stuff has some appeal to you, that is a good sign. That's a resource. Like... With a generic person who has problems, you have to figure out, okay, what is some sort of merit that they have, some sort of good trait that can be built on? For you, we already know one. You understand some of what Galt is talking about. So that is a positive thing about you, which could be built on. You could um, you know, begin a lot of your philosophy learning with more objectivism stuff because it is one of the best philosophies. And also, you already are able to engage with it. The reason Galt is so harsh is he's talking to people who are not trying to change, something like that. Like he wants to emphasize the need for change and how bad what they're doing is. But he's not trying to emphasize like the hopelessness of changing. He's actually hoping to inspire some people to change, which is why in the next paragraph after the quote, he said, that paradise, that is the paradise which you have lost, which you seek, which is yours for the taking. He's saying you can change, you can start thinking. You don't have to keep doing this to yourself. He says, some of you will never know who is John Galt, but those of you who have known a single moment of love for existence and of pride in being its worthy lover, a moment of looking at this earth and letting your glance be its sanction, have known the state of being a man, and I... I am the only man, I am only the man who knew that that state is not to be betrayed. I am the man who knew what made it possible and who chose consistently to practice and to be what you had practiced in that one moment. That choice is yours to make, that choice, the dedication to one's highest potential, is made by accepting the fact that the noblest act you ever performed is the act of your mind and the process of grasping that two and two make four. Whoever you are, you who are alone with my words in this moment, with nothing but your honesty to help you understand, the choice is still open to be a human being, but the price is to start from scratch, to stand naked in the face of reality and, reversing a costly historical error, to declare, I am, therefore I'll think. So Galt is offering hope um, and salvation. He's saying you can change, you, you've thought in the past, and you can do it again. 
So the very next part of the speech is addressing the problem of what to do next. He's not telling you to feel pain like as an ongoing thing. He's saying what you're doing to yourself now is bad, but you can do something better. It doesn't have to be that way. So you quoted like a particularly pessimistic sounding part of what Galt was saying, but there was an optimistic note right after it. So uh, rereading that might help too. So good luck and feel free to ask more questions or to get involved with the discussion forums. If you go to fallibleideas.com, then at the top, uh, click on discussion, and then you can find our email group and you can post on the Curie website as well in the various discussion threads. And also you can join the Discord chat room and then you can talk to people. Uh, lots of other people are also imperfect and talking to them can help. Um, a lot of people share some of your problems, but they also have some problems you don't have and also don't have some of the problems you have. So that leaves the opportunity for advice uh, going in both ways because you can help them with some of the problems they have, but you don't, and they can help you with some of the problems that they don't have, but you do. So even if someone is overall about as good as you, or even worse, uh, you can still help each other. And you can also find some people who uh, maybe know more than you and can give you some wisdom. So a lot of people with this kind of problem are in a kind of bad situation in their life. Like they're surrounded by non-objectivists. They're surrounded by evaders. They're surrounded by people who do uh, social vibrations and focus on social interaction and they're second-handed and stuff. And living in that world 24-7 can be hard on people and it makes it harder to think and to uh, live your own life, go your own way. And some people are in a situation where they can you know, fairly easily be more independent, but other people, they have a family, um, they have a job along with financial obligations, so it's hard to just quit, et cetera, et cetera. Um, some people are more committed to a life, and so at least you can have part of your time, you know, you could hang out with a different kind of person an hour a day or half an hour a day or whatever it is um, to get a break. So it's like in the book, they go to Galt's Gulch every summer for a month and they have a break. Well, if you go online and hang out with some objectivists or some people who like to think or who are critical or whatever, instead of evading, if you do that periodically, that can help you. And it can give you a better sense of what life can be like. And so you're not just constantly surrounded by things that are getting you down. So that, that can be an issue. I don't know what your situation is, but that's uh, a common issue. All right, well, that's the end. Good luck.